This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 529 with Angie Trueblood. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 529. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Talkspace. For $100 off your first month of therapy with Talkspace, go to Talkspace.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. As a podcast visibility expert and host of the Go Pitch Yourself podcast, Angie Trueblood knows that the only perfect pitch is the one that leads with value and focuses on building a genuine connection. Whether she is teaching entrepreneurs how to pitch themselves or working behind the scenes to secure opportunities for others, Angie leverages her super connector powers to grow businesses and build long lasting relationships. When she's not working with her clients or being active in her local community, she loves exploring Richmond, Virginia's parks and playgrounds with her two kiddos, checking out new restaurants with her hubs, and laughing about motherhood over cocktails with friends. Angie is someone who originally got on my radar from landing in my inbox and pitching other people to be guests on my show. And then over time, I became a client of hers when I said, hey, can you pitch me to be a guest on other people's shows? And now we're just friends. And you'll hear us talk all about that in this conversation. This was such a fun conversation. We enjoyed ourselves a lot. You're going to hear lots of laughing, lots of great stories, and you're going to learn. You're going to learn about many things here that are so important right now, and specifically around women sharing, women connecting, women sharing stories women really embracing and owning the stories and honoring how your stories can have impact. So listen in to hear Angie dig into why she elected to homeschool her kids this year and the gifts that have resulted, why she left the corporate workforce, even though she loved her work and had always been ambitious, how her corporate ambition and work transferred to ambition and motherhood, the significance of making the ask in order to get what you want, the power of curiosity and networking and connecting, how motherhood led her to building a business amplifying women's voices, where to start if you have a story you want to share with the world, and what you need if you want to pitch yourself to other people's podcasts. I love this convo. I love Angie. I know you're going to learn a few things. I know you're going to laugh a few times. So with all that said, let's welcome Angie Trueblood to the Shameless Mom Academy. Angie, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. 
again, because we just recorded some solid content or so I thought that wasn't actually recording. So welcome back. It was so good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Okay, so how do we replicate perfection that we already had for like 15 minutes? Okay, so I'm just going to say I'm so glad that this happened with you because my biggest fear is having an interview with someone that I have no relationship with and having it not record and then me being like, oh, whoops, (laughs) and looking like an idiot. So instead, I'm going to just look like an idiot to you. And at least we're already friends. (laughs) Yeah, this is our safe space. We're fine. (laughs) This is our safe space. So Angie and I know each other because she pitches people to podcasts and she used to pitch people to me to the Shameless Mom Academy. And every time she would send me an email that was like, hey, I have this great guest that might be a good fit for your show. It was always a good match. And there's other people who send me pitches all the time who seem to have no knowledge of my show, but always think they have brilliant guests for me. One of them is a guy named Jimmy, which I think is hilarious. So Jimmy always sends me emails like, hey, we have this guest. And I'm like, clearly, Jimmy knows nothing about the Shameless Mom Academy because these guests are never a good fit. And so that's how our relationship began, that you were sending guests to me. They were always great. And then I ended up working with you so that you could pitch me to other people's shows. And we had so much fun doing that, that we just became friends afterwards. Yes. (laughs) And here we are. Yes, because to be able to pitch people effectively, I have to really know them. And I have to know the ins and out of their business, but also how they would show up on an interview. And I really like to work with people that I adore and that I would typically be sort of sharing their message regardless of if they were paying me or not. (laughs) Right. And this is such a great example, I think, of like asking people, asking for what you want. So when you came to me at a certain point after you, because I think I even said in one of our email exchanges, I was like, you always send me the best people. Thank you so much. And you were like, well, by the way, if you ever (laughs) want me to pitch you to shows, that's part of what I do in my business, obviously. And I think you would be a really ideal client for me. And that's how we start. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, let's talk about that. And so to be able to identify that like I have this dream client and I have this person that I think I could really help and I'm going to just ask so many great things come out of that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was so fun to work with you. So fun. All right. So I want you to tell us a little bit about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. So I would say right now in the year 2020, what I am most excited about honestly is the flexibility that my family and I have created for ourselves. I know we're going to kind of dig into it a little bit, but my children are eight and 10 years old. And this year we made the decision to pull them from public schools and to actually homeschool them. Now my husband works outside of the home. And so it's me kind of carrying the weight of the homeschooling. And it was something we struggled with. I mean, I think you and I even had a conversation about it when I was in the midst of deciding, but it was just, We did the virtual school thing in the spring when our public schools closed down, and it was just not a good fit for our family. It wasn't a great fit for one of my kids, and I just couldn't imagine going through a whole school year kind of ebbing and flowing with however COVID-19 took us. And I just thought, you know, this is the year that we can kind of lean into our family And our, you know, my background actually is in teaching a long time ago, and it just seemed like it would be a good fit so that we could sort of enjoy whatever this year offered us, not knowing what that would actually be. So it's kind of been a beautiful thing in the midst of, you know, a lot of uncertainty out there. Yeah, I love it. I have no aspirations to homeschool ever, (laughs) but I have so much respect for people who do. And I also have to say, I think we've seen this really cool evolution around kind of what homeschooling can look like, what it actually means. I think there's been a really important evolution in how this is perceived. And I think it's amazing. I think that so many great gifts can come out, you know, with every choice, you can decide how are you going to, what's your perspective going to be? What are you going to choose to see the gifts or not, or the struggles? And I think that I love that you're seeing the gifts in this and that that's working well for you. And I think that's significant and important. And I love that it's working out. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, you know, comes with pros and cons, just like any choice that mothers are making in this year. Yes. (laughs) I've always in the back of my mind, considered homeschooling, like this was no surprise to my really close friends. But as you know, my husband is actually a principal in the public schools. And so having a principal homeschool their children. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't demonstrate a lot of faith in the system. No. (laughs) 
And so up until this year, you know, it's just kind of been one of those things to where it was a pipe dream of mine. Mm. And I did always have it in my back pocket. um, If need be, there have been a couple of times that I've considered it and just kind of, you know, decided not to. But it's something that we decided to lean into. And I think coupled with my work and my business, both of those things combined, I really needed the flexibility. I mean, part of me came into this very selfishly, you know, because school systems weren't really able to tell us what school would look like in the fall. And I just cannot operate like that, especially knowing that my husband was going to be out of the house come the fall. Yeah. So it was just a decision that we kind of went for. And yeah, I mean, I would say 90% of it is great. <laughs> I love that you start off with like, well, one of the gifts has been flexibility, but then another one is control. Like you have a lot of control. And I think that piece is desirable to me. <laughs> I mean, especially even from the kid perspective, you know, when we're having a day and it's just not going well and there's a lot of resistance, we can literally get in the car, you know, throw our dog in the back and go to the park and just get outside. And I know that wouldn't have been a possibility with, you know, a traditional schooling experience. Right. And traditional virtual. I mean, I don't know if traditional virtual learning is a thing because I don't know that it's traditional yet, (laughs) but virtual learning where you're like, no, you got to be back on Zoom at one (laughs) o'clock kind of a thing, which is, I think, what most people are up against. Yeah. The other selfish part was me picturing, like, how am I going to help my children navigate this? I was imagining me helping them turn in assignments virtually. And it in my head, it just became a circus. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So many pictures and screenshots and attachments and (laughs) endless, endless amounts. Yeah. Whereas my kids right now, they're like, oh yeah, we have all A's. And I'm like, well, of course you do, because I'm not creating anything. Right. right. (laughs) So I want to talk about how your role as a mom has evolved over the years. And I think this is really interesting right now because you can acknowledge that like it's ebbed and flowed and now you're like in a big way, but in a different way. Yeah. So I know you transitioned out of corporate and then you started your own business and now you're running your business and homeschooling. Can you talk about this evolution? Yeah. So it was really interesting. I mean, when I had my daughter, I had been in a career for a good number of years. I was in outside sales and pharmaceutical sales, and I was really good at what I did. I was really ambitious. So kind of climbing up the ladder there. And, you know, you don't really know what kind of mom you're going to be until you're a mom. And I remember having sort of the weirdest feeling once I had her of, oh, this is what my friends that have children, I felt like I kind of stepped into a club that I had otherwise not known existed. You know, it was an immediate shift in my mindset and how I looked at the world. And so as ambitious as I was in work, I think that also carried over into my motherhood, right? And not from a Pinterest worthy ambition, because that has just never really been who I am. But I immediately wanted more time with my daughter and I was working full time. I think the first indicator for me that, oh, this motherhood thing is likely going to rock your world is my company at the time actually offered a really incredible maternity leave. And so we were able, I think you're able to standardly take two months, but you're actually allowed to take up to six months off oh, wow. and be completely guaranteed your position back. And so I did that when Chloe was born. And I think it surprised a lot of people that I worked with because they just saw me as kind of that ambitious employee, but they didn't really get that I wanted to excel at both, you know, and I felt like having that time with her was really important. Do you think your people's expectation was that you would take a minimal amount of time because you'd be eager to come back because that role in your career role had been so big for you? Oh, totally. I mean, I remember my partner at the time. I mean, he was a really good friend of mine. We actually went to college and I was good friends with his wife. And he laughingly said, you're going to be so bored. Like, I see you like plugging back in, you know, right after you have her or we didn't know the gender. So your child. So I think that surprised people. But then it was a natural I think it actually really complimented, you know, how I was in my professional life as well, just really devoted to relationships and wanting to connect and do good things. Right. So as soon as I went back to work full time, I asked to go part-time and created a proposal of what that could look like and how I could still, you know, be really good at my job and meet the goals while only working four days a week. They approved it. It was great. 
And then after I had my son, two years later, I took another six months off and I wanted to go three days a week. And my immediate boss, who I had, we had worked together for almost 10 years at that point, and she was a dear friend of mine. She was like, Angie, I would literally take you however much you could work. Mm. (laughs) However much you could give us, I would take that, but it had to go through higher level people. And I was in a position where they were like, no, this isn't a position that can really operate three days a week. So no, you can stay at four. And that was really the point at which I said, okay, am I going to stay in this corporate grind and go four days a week? And that's just my life as a working mother Or am I going to try to make a go of it on my own? And I had been dabbling in MLM, so like a direct sales company, because I had a suspicion, right? They're never going to be able to give me exactly what I need. And I think I always knew what I needed was to be at home and to do my own thing. So eventually, I ended up leaving. And yeah, I think that's where the evolution was career person versus mom you know, and really being in that nurturing mom stage. And interestingly, even with the homeschool, as my kids are getting older, I'm trying to pull back on some of that, like controlling, you know, mom directed learning and really trying to lean into what they're interested in. It's hard um, because they don't always want to learn the things that I value. (laughs) (laughs) How old are they now? They're eight and 10. So third grade and fifth grade. Okay. Yeah. So It's, you know, ebbing and flowing and kind of going with it, really. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. I think it's so interesting. So I expected my professional ambition to transfer to motherhood and it did not. And I think <laughs> that it's so interesting that yours did. And I think it speaks to the, like, you just don't know. Like, adored my child. I was completely obsessed with my child, but I could not have that be my world. It was so limiting to me. And I really expected it to be the opposite. I was like, 
for years and years, like over a decade, maybe a couple decades leading up to becoming a mom, I really thought that this would be my whole life. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is not what I want my whole life to be. So I think it's so interesting. I think that you can't anticipate. And I think that people thought that I would be, you know, like your coworkers thought you wouldn't stay out of work and that your career ambition was such a big deal to you. I think that people probably thought, because I'm someone, if I go in on something, I go all in. I think people probably expected me to really love motherhood. Not that I didn't love motherhood, but really want to be like all home all the time with my, no, no. (laughs) And from the moment we got care, I was like, how do we get more care? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's really interesting to say that because I have always had this entrepreneurial spirit and it was kind of, you know, two worlds colliding. What was happening was that I was at a job that I was really good at, but it didn't really inspire me. It honestly didn't quite challenge me. Mm. And you know me, I really love to be challenged. I'm idea focused. So I was just feeling very kind of meh with that, even though the benefits and the pay were incredible. And then I had these children who I really wanted to spend more time with. And what I couldn't wrap my head around was if I'm going to be away from them, forget the benefits piece of it. It needs to be me spending time doing something I really love. And that was where I couldn't come to grips with staying in the corporate space. I needed, because I've never really not worked, you know, like I had something kind of one of those side hustles when I left and then it's kind of evolved over time. So I also don't think I could not have something else in a professional sense. I think it was just that's sort of when I recognize that, oh, there's actually something more than just earning money. I need to be challenged and be in a space to where, you know, I'm in my zone of genius. And I definitely wasn't. Yeah. So how did you get into the work that you currently do pitching people to podcasts? (laughs) So when I the direct sales company that I had joined, it was actually supporting moms, women, and helping them get dinner on the table. So it was basically a product line that helped simplify dinner. I evolved that into an online business, which I didn't even know what that was when I left corporate. I mean, I didn't know what all the people were doing. Right. I had been listening to podcasts because, you know, I was driving around all the time in my corporate job and that's what I would listen to. And They had such a profound impact on my life and me kind of getting the courage to step out of the normal job into my own thing. So eventually that turned into more of my own business rather than a direct sales business. I created a blog and a course and I was pitching myself to be on the local news show to talk about lunch planning when your kids go back to school. Yeah, like the craziest stuff. And people kept Oh, think about having a news crew in your kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) That's like equal parts exciting and scary. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Because I mean, in my mind, I'm like, oh, but being on TV, like that sounds pretty cool. But then I'm like, oh, but my kitchen, I don't know. I mean, first of all, I have to remodel it first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of my business friends, because I'm a networker at heart, They kept asking, you know, well, how did you get on the news? How did you get interviewed on this podcast? And my answer was always, well, I just asked, you know, I came up with a way that I. Which goes back to what we started with. Like you see an avenue and you just make the ask. Yeah. And I think that's where so many people miss opportunities, myself included, where we're like, well, I don't know if I'm qualified or I don't know this or that or the other thing. And then we just don't do it. And you're like, but I just asked. And it's amazing what happens. And I've noticed this over time with my with the stuff that I've done with the show. If I just ask the things that happen are unreal. And I think that we need to really emphasize (laughs) that asking creates opportunity. Well, and so I was doing a training for some of the women in my program. And one of the things I always think about is when we don't ask, we are inadvertently making the decision for that person. Right. We never even give them the opportunity to say yes or no. And I always like to have a choice in <laughs> the saying yes or no. So, and I think if you really lead whatever it is you're asking for, if you lead with value to both parties, you know, there should be no shame in that. That's exactly how I got 
the four day a week option at corporate. I mean, that wasn't anything that they came to me and said, Hey, do you want to <laughs> cut down your schedule? <laughs> and no one had really done it. And so it definitely came from asking, I guess that's a mantra of my life that I've never really put together until you just said it. <laughs> well, now you have it. I do. I, do. <laughs> so, I love that. I think it's super, super important. Yeah. This episode is supported by Talkspace. I'm so grateful for Talkspace right now. I was just texting with someone and while I'm recording this, all this news is kind of coming down the pipeline from within Washington state and then also at the federal level in terms of changes that are going to be made in terms of vaccine opportunities opening up and in terms of our state is going to be moving from phase two to phase three. And I was like, holy cow, like I'm feeling disoriented. I don't know what to do with this information because we're in this place of having had everything be on hold for so long. And now the prospect of that shifting has me feeling overwhelmed. (laughs) I'm like, I'm ready. I'm like ready and excited and grateful and eager for sure. And also like, what is this new world going to be like when things shift? And all of a sudden there seems to be all this momentum that just hasn't been there for, you know, a year now. And so I'm so grateful for platforms like Talkspace. And here's why we need people to talk to and talk things through with. And I believe in therapy and I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. What I love about it is that you can sign up online and you can start therapy the same day that you sign up. From there, you get to text, video, or send messages to your licensed therapist 24-7. So it's incredibly convenient and you get to have these virtual sessions from the comfort of your own home. So there's this accessibility component. There's a geographical accessibility component, but also financially, it's a fraction of the cost of traditional therapy. And all of their therapists are certified therapists that are complying with all therapy regulations and HIPAA regulations and everything that you would expect from a professional therapy service. So as a listener of this show, you are going to get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or just download their app and then make sure to use the code SHAMELESS to get $100 off your first month and show support for the show. Remember, every time you support our sponsors, you're also supporting the show, which I deeply, deeply appreciate. So again, go to Talkspace.com, use the code SHAMELESS to get $100 off your first month of therapy and get started talking today. So I'm curious, do you feel like your various identities are separated or that you show up similarly in all the roles that you play as you are growing a business and supporting your kids and all of the things? Yeah, I think I definitely show up similarly. I mean, I think that's something I can't really live my life in silos. And even, you know, if we go back to corporate, I felt like I was living in a silo, basically. And so at the base of who I am, relationships are super important to me and also connecting people one to another. So that is what I do in my current job and my current business. But I also do that in my regular personal life. I have a girlfriend in the neighborhood and she says, Angie, you literally know everyone. And I don't. It's just when I meet people, it's almost like my brain kind of, you know, keeps a little mental note of who they are. And I love sort of extending other people's networks and introducing folks to one another that could really benefit each other. So yeah, like over time, I've really recognized that is my gift in this world. And I need to just kind of lean into it no matter where I am or what I'm doing, because it serves me and the people around me. Are you an inherently nosy person? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I think I am, which is why I'm asking <laughs> the safe space again, <laughs> right, it's a safe space. So, but I'm asking because I think that a lot of connectors and natural networkers are. And I've noticed that like people will say to me, Oh, you're you are such a great connector. And I'm like, it's because I'm really nosy. And so I notice <laughs> weird things. And then I can connect dots that other people can't connect. But I'm like, it's because I'm super nosy. It's not like a flattering thing. It's like, it's a little bit weird. It's a little stalkerish. And I just need to embrace it. <laughs> So I think we could reframe that for you. (laughs) I think you're curious. And yes, I am also very curious. (laughs) I love it. What a great reframe. Yeah. (laughs) I have a friend who we went to college together and we were, you know, I went to a pretty small college. And so we knew each other, but we weren't really great friends. And we connected at the gym years ago. And I remember one day, 
And I don't, I mean, she's fine now. We were in the weight room somehow, like working out, talking to each other. And I just, I'm a question asker. And so we were talking about something and I kept asking questions. And at some point she was crying while we were talking. And she's like, I don't even know why I'm telling you all of this. And so I, and that happens to me a lot. You know, I don't, I tell people, I don't do surface relationships well at all. We just like to kind of go in deep and really get to know who the people are. And so I think I am very curious when I meet people and they feel comfortable around me. And that's how I kind of have, like you said, the connecting the dots. That's a very real thing for me. Yeah, I love it. And I think it speaks to whether you're nosy or curious. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think this is so perfectly suits you for the work that you're doing. Yeah. And I think it's always important to point out, like when you find work that's really in your zone of genius, it's these layers of your innate personality that you've chosen to follow in a certain direction or to build something around. And that's what you've done with I mean, there's, a, you know, clearly pitching people to podcasts is this major way of connecting people and getting curious about like, oh, your show's about this. Yeah. And I have this other pool of people over here who are looking to get on podcasts about this. Like, let me go ahead and make these recommendations. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I think just leaning into that once you recognize it. And sometimes it takes other people helping you recognize it. Because for a while, you know, I was doing the meal planning thing. And I remember being at a conference with someone who is now a very dear friend of mine. And she said, Angie, I just don't think your gift is meal planning. (laughs) I thought, well, darn it. That's what this whole business is built on. (laughs) That's so interesting. And what did did you think your gift was meal plan? Like, did you see that as like, that was the thing that you were going to go all in on? I think I saw that I have a gift for simplifying really complicated things, you know, things that hang up other people. Some there's a way that I make those things easier and systematize them. And that was just the one thing that I had been able to get traction on. And again, I wasn't able to leave corporate and make no money. You know, that wasn't an option. So I had to I didn't really have time to kind of build a business from scratch, Mm -hmm. you know, the product and the marketing and all of that. So at that point, you know, I just kind of recognized, oh, I've gotten some traction in this meal planning space. I enjoy it because I love working around women, you know? Yeah. And so I think it just, you know, I think it's with any entrepreneur, the business that you have today or the one you kind of end up with never looks like the one you started with. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So yeah. And let's talk about that. So you work with women and do you work exclusively with women? I mean, I don't say that, but I've never worked with, but that's who you attract. Correct. And I've never worked with a man. Okay. So I love that you've just naturally moved in this direction of becoming a connector and a networker in this really organic way. And that's now what you've built an entire business around. But I also think it's really cool that the connections that you make are all really about amplifying women's voices. And so whether it's on the end of like someone who has a story that they want to share or a gift or service they want to share with the world and they want to get that out on podcast, or if it's with someone like me who has a platform and wants to amplify voices of people with different stories and backgrounds, either direction, there's a ton of magic to be made there. And you get to be that person that brings it all together. So can you talk about where your passion for lifting up the voices of women comes from? I think it honestly came from that shift in me from becoming a mother and being in this corporate environment where I had to kind of fight to work four days a week and fight to work three days a week. And eventually the idea of normalizing, I mean, honestly, the work that I could have done in those three or four days would have been far, and I don't mean this rudely, but it would have been far superior to some other people that would have been working five days a week. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like until some of these bigger organizations and institutions start to recognize women as leaders and think outside of the box with what women can really bring to the table. I think it started planting the seeds in me then of we have to shift this, you know, it can't just be done the way it's always been. And until we routinely see women speaking up as experts and leaders, for sure, that institution isn't going to change. But also when we look at the world around us, and also after having kids, couple of years ago, I got more politically active, 
you know, you start looking around at who are making the decisions. And if the people making the decisions don't look like me or love like me or think like me, then they're not making decisions that suit me and my family. So I think also it's important that I see representation of women in the places around me. And if I can normalize women's voices, then that's what I want to do. I love that so much. I was actually interviewing Rachel Cook right before this, who you introduced me to. And I know you're good friends with her. And we were talking about women in the workplace as well. And what like lack of leadership, what that looks like and like how much to your point, like, do I want to be the person who sits here and tries to figure out how to climb in this system or how to make space for myself in the system? Or do I want to just go like build my own thing? Yeah. (laughs) It was, I mean, for a while I tried, you know, and then you get hit with so much and it wasn't a horrible place to work. I mean, I loved it and I loved the people I worked with, but I just knew that I could do more work on my terms and better work on my terms. Yeah doing my own thing. Yeah. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. What do you advise to the mom who's listening, who feels like she has something to say or something to contribute, but she doesn't know the first step to take with maybe telling her story or talking about 
a service that she offers or sharing herself with the world? Well, I would say, first of all, if you think you might have something, you do. And I think we all do. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) So I think first, just owning it, that your story is going to help someone else better see and better understand their story. So there is value in all of us sharing, whether it is a work thing or a personal thing. I mean, I think storytelling is so important to women in general. It's how we connect with each other. So first off, just acknowledge that and kind of lean into it. And, you know, it kind of depends if, you know, you're a mom that wants to share something more professional or a mom that just wants to share a piece of their heart. I think we need a lot of that, especially this year. Rachel and I and you and I have talked a lot about just the impact that the pandemic is having on women And the only people I really hear talking about it are women. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have to share this example that Rachel, I actually just talked about when I was talking to Rachel as well, but I just did this big pitch to a corporation and they were talking about, they really want to support their moms during this time, which is really fantastic. They have a lot of moms in leadership. And as we were talking about things I could come in and talk to them about, I was, my big question was like, yeah, but are men going to be in the room for this conversation? Because this can't just be this vacuum of like women, moms learning how to better manage in a pandemic. It has to be that men need to recognize the burden women are carrying in a pandemic. Yeah. I mean, hello, we're like nine months into it at this point, you know? So that is the interesting thing to me. And the piece of it that kind of tugs at me so much is where are the men? And I'm sure they're out there. And if they are, I would love to hear. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I put up a post one time on face on my personal Facebook page that was like, Oh, gosh, how did I word it? It was something like, I know all these like conscientious women who are all about equal rights and human rights. And I'm like, I'm just curious, like, are any men like openly leading with this? Not that they like don't believe in the same thing, but like, are they leading with that in their conversations and in their core values and on their websites and things like that? And I got like a bunch of responses, of course, but like the names of like three guys. And I was like, three, cool. (laughs) Slow clap. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, I think it's also, it's really hard for, you know, men, even my husband, you know, like God bless him, but they also don't fully under well, I'm sure they don't appreciate the way my brain works because it is very different. I think if any men could be inside of a woman's head, they would be shocked at (laughs) all that we are thinking and going through. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's a piece of 2020 that I think it's really important for women to speak up and to share their story so that again, more people can hear it and kind of connect with it. You know, one thing that I did early on, and it's when I left my job and I was doing the direct sales thing, there was a mom's blog that had started up in our area and they were looking for writers. And I had done a little bit of writing, you know, having created an online business. And I found that I really liked putting my thoughts and feelings to paper or computer. And so I started blogging locally and it was great. It was a great way for me to really flesh out some of you know, my thoughts and my stances on things. I wrote an article after the Parkland shooting in 2017. That was really one of the first times that I kind of poked my head up out of the sand and, you know, took a look at the world around me and wanted to have some sort of impact or at least, you know, have my voice heard. And so if there's moms that are just thinking, I don't really know the first step, I would say, look around you. There's probably some very low pressure places to be able to share your story and start there. And if it's more professional women who are looking, you know, to share their business or their services, again, you know, look around, you're likely somewhat connected or connected with someone who has a bit of a platform ask them if it feels appropriate. And even if it doesn't feel appropriate to have the ask be, may I share this on your platform, at least offer, I am interested in sharing this story. Do you have any ideas of places that might be open to hearing it? Before we move on, I have to take just a minute to tell you that we have the Shameless MomCon Collective just around the corner. 
So I have been working with my team and with a whole bunch of amazing speakers, some of my favorite people that have ever participated in the Shameless Mom Academy. We've been working on bringing together all the voices that I want to bring to you from the comfort of your own home for this year's Shameless MomCon Collective. So the Shameless MomCon Collective is going to be a four-week virtual experience where every week we have speakers and we have happy hours and we have this whole entire event in the online space that is set up specifically to bring you a little bit of hope, a little bit of power, a little bit of connection, a little bit of momentum, and definitely a lot of magic. So Shameless MomCon was launched two years ago as a live event. And in the face of COVID last year, we had to move it online. And it was such a wild success last year that I was like, yeah, we're doing that again. So here we are, we're doing it again. I've already confirmed eight speakers, I believe, seven or eight speakers. And oh my gosh, you will have speakers talking to you about things like burnout and mental health and kids' mental health and how to unsilence women's voices and how to take up more space and how to live fully in all of the identities that you carry. And also, I'm so excited for this one, we have someone who's gonna come in and talk about the Enneagram and what Enneagram number you are and what that means for you. This is all gonna blow your mind. Like it's already blowing my mind just putting together this lineup of speakers. On top of that, I will be coaching throughout this month of the Shameless MomCon Collective and I have some special guest speakers from within our own community who are gonna be speaking and teaching and coaching and it's gonna be amazing. It's going to be so full of power, momentum, and magic, which is like the cornerstone of what Shameless MomCon is, that you're not going to be able to believe it. I'm not going to lie. Like, you're going to have your socks knocked off. Is that the saying? We're going to knock your socks off? Yeah, we're going to knock your socks off. So if you don't get my emails, I want to make sure that you get information about Shameless MomCon as soon as it comes out, because I'm going to tell you, space will already be half full as soon as it's launched because all my members and my membership communities get automatic access to this event and that halfway fills up the whole event already. So I want to make sure that if you're not a member, you're on my email list so that you can get access. So go to shamelessmom.com slash newsletter to make sure you get my emails. And then from there, as soon as we open up enrollment and have full information of the event, you will get notified. So that's shamelessmom.com slash newsletter to make sure that you can get in on the Shameless MomCon Collective 2021. That's such a great question because it's not intrusive in terms of, you know, if I were to go to Oprah and be like, hey, Oprah, did you want to feature me on Super Soul Sunday? I might be available. But instead to say, you know, when I hang out with Oprah next time, instead to say, yeah. hey, I'm, this is a story I want to share. And where do you think I could? I love that this is just like the natural go-to option. Do you know if Glennon might be interested, right. Oprah? I understand, Oprah, that you're pretty full, but Glennon Doyle, maybe Brene Brown, maybe they would need my story. Just curious. <laughs> Let me know what you think. <laughs> Sarah at shamelessmom.com. <laughs> Go ahead and get back to me at your convenience. That's amazing. I'll follow up with you. No worries. Right, right. I'll circle back next week. <laughs> so, you know, but I think that's a great way to frame something. So you're not putting someone on the spot and having, especially if you're new and sharing and you don't want to put someone on the spot and make a, you know, an awkward ask. But to our earlier point that it's in the ask that you find the opportunity for sure. And so I think that making those kinds of asks is really appropriate. And here's the thing about, I want to turn this in, you know, specifically to, toward podcasting is that I'm always looking for guests and people have so many perceptions around what I'm looking for. Now, my focus on what I'm looking for has gotten more and more narrow and now it's like very narrow. And now we're not just taking like you know, I don't know what the word would be blind requests or like we're not taking random requests and applications anymore. We're kind of doing it as an invitation only starting in 2021 to get on the show. But that doesn't mean I'm not looking. I'm still always looking. And what and this goes for any podcast and what I'm looking for is stories. And I think that what I've noticed is that people's assumption is that well, I have this story, but that's not what I really should talk about. I should talk about like expertise and experience and like yeah. work experience and services and all this stuff. And when people come to me with that in a pitch, I'm like, no, 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 but I want your story. Like, what's the story yeah. behind this? And if you just come and say, hey, I want to tell moms like 17 ways to have better self-care. I'm not interested. <laughs> but if you yeah. want to come and say like, hey, I have the story about how, you know, I was really depressed and I had three kids and I could barely care for them. And now I have these 17 ways about self-care. Like that's a totally different conversation 
conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that it's really important that we learn to leverage our stories because our stories are what people want to hear. I mean, back to being nosy and curious, like everyone wants to hear a story. And if there's value on the back end of that, like 17 steps to do whatever, cool. Mm -hmm. But if there's not, that can be great too. And I think that we underestimate, I think that we women tend to be really hard on themselves and overestimate what might be required to get on a podcast. And really, I mean, as you can attest to, in many cases, it's not a lot that's required. (laughs) Well, I mean, yes, my executive assistant and I, we always talk about how it's not rocket science, but (laughs) exactly what you mentioned, though, and that's the nuance of what we do, that it's so hard to kind of communicate that value is there are shows that are story focused. And then there are shows that are expertise focused. Yeah. And you need to be your ask needs to be very different for those different types of shows. I will say too, the beauty of where it all lines up is when you can talk about your story in a way that still has to do with your expertise, that your story actually got you to being an expert in this space. And the audience that you're talking to are interested in both. So there's definitely strategy that we do because you can tell a story and still have people recognize your value and your expertise and be interested then in kind of following you back. But you have to know who you're asking, right? As you talk about the ask so much, you have to know the person that you're asking. It's not just an email address. Yes. So back to Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> so, Jimmy does not know me or the Shameless Mom Academy. <laughs> and this is often what happens with podcasts is that you get emails in your inbox. And so Jimmy's like, hey, I'm wondering if you want to have this guy on your show. He like invented this thing. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy. I've had like five guys on in five years, first of all. And no, like, I'm not interested in the guy that's invented this whatever that's like not relevant to my population that is 100% moms. I'm sure it was like an app. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) So it's fascinating to me, like how disconnected sometimes people can be from these things. And then your asks in contrast to that are so specific around like this woman or mom has this really specific story that she shares around this, which then leads into these parts of how she, you know, runs a business or started a business or works and serves people, kids in foster care, whatever the thing is. And, or I'm like, oh, like you actually have done the work to be curious about enough what about what I do and curious enough about what this other person talks about to recognize that there would actually be a viable connection there. Right. Yeah. I think that's what's most important. And I think people overcomplicate it, like you said, thinking, oh, it needs to be something spectacular. No. When really, it just needs to be authentic. Like you are enough as your authentic self. It's just communicating that. Yeah. I'm going to use the example of Mia Hemstad, who was a recent guest. And she was someone that I got connected to through my friend, Rachel Nielsen. And so I just started following Mia on Instagram, but she was consistently talking about having PTSD and how in order to manage her PTSD and anxiety, she gets up every morning and she makes her bed. And often in her Instagram story, she shows video of herself making her bed. And so I reached out and I was like, hey, this might be weird, but I'm wondering if you'd want to come on my podcast. And to your point around like having one story, I was like, I would just love to talk to you about how you manage PTSD by getting up and making your bed on Instagram every morning. Yeah. I think that's a really compelling story. She's a mom. She has two kids. And we had the most amazing conversation. And so this wasn't about a complicated pitch with like 18 points of what was going to change the world. I was like, I just want to talk about your story. And I know that really great things are going to come out of that conversation. And it they totally did. We had such a great conversation. And now I feel like we're best friends, Mia. So if you're listening, Mia, we're totally best <laughs> friends. <laughs> but I think that's where like we get in our own way so many times where it would be easy for Mia to be like, why would someone want to talk to me about making my bed? Yeah. Well, the reality is a lot of women need to know that sometimes that's how we cope (laughs) and that there's a ton of power in that. Like anchors, like that's your anchor point for the beginning of the day. Mine is a clean kitchen and not spotless, but I cannot stand waking up to dishes. Yeah, I've gotten to be more of that. The clean kitchen with the counters wiped off and no one else, no one else in my household knows that that's a thing apparently. So I have to wipe all the counters all the time. Fine. Fine. Everything is fine, Sarah. Right, right. right. (laughs) 
Okay. Anything else you want to say before we start wrapping up here? Anything else you want to say about what it takes to pitch or make the ask or anything like that? Did we miss anything? Or were there any? I don't think so. I mean, I think adding more to it would only overcomplicate it. There's definitely strategy and, you know, how to, but I share in my program, go pitch yourself an actual, one of the first pitches I ever sent. And it was three sentences and I got a yes. And it was a podcast that actually sent leads my way. I mean, it was almost daily after it went live. <laughs> so of a good friend of mine recently, she's like, hey, I really want to pitch myself to more podcasts. Of course, I was like, why don't you just call Angie? <laughs> but, but she wanted to create her own template for pitching herself to shows. And she's like, would you mind taking a look at it? She sends it to me. And I was like, I love you. And this is like 18 paragraphs too long. Like, I am not <laughs> reading this. I was like, I want like two paragraphs, each two to three sentences, max, and a bullet list. That is it. <laughs> and maybe even like a bold. We do bold print even. <laughs> yes, yes. Like some a couple things in bold, maybe a, one or two things in italics, like simple, easy consumption. If I have to read a ton of paragraphs, we're done. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's awesome. And that's just how the pace of the world that we're in right now. Yeah. So yeah, I love that point about like three sentences. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So funny. Oh my gosh, Angie, this has been so great. Thanks for coming on the show twice today. So <laughs> recorded. It was we just thought. extra time to talk to you. I love it. <laughs> totally, totally. So tell people where they can find you, where they can connect with you and all those goodies. Yeah, so I am fairly active on Instagram. So they can follow me over there at Angie underscore True Blood. And I have a podcast too, Go Pitch Yourself, which Sarah was actually on. Yes. So I think we recorded our episode right at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, maybe. I mean, it feels like 18 years ago. So it probably was last March. (laughs) Yes. So I think that's an excellent episode for people to go listen to. And yeah, so that's where I am. If they're interested professionally and kind of connecting to see the work that we do, they can go to my website, AngieTrueBlood.com and kind of poke around there and see what we've got. We've got programs and we also have the one-to-one service that you and I work together with. I love it. Okay, yeah. so much goodness. And working with Angie is such a joy. So if you are wanting to either get yourself pitched on shows or if you have a show and you want someone to help you, oh my gosh, it's such a great fit. Thank you. Okay, so final question. In what ways are you currently showing up as a shameless mom? This is hard for me. However, <laughs> I am shamelessly lowering the bar. And it's so funny. I feel like in all areas of my life, I just kind of had to... I mean, I've never been a perfectionist for sure, but I just feel like this year has taught me there's really a limit on how much I can pour into different areas of my life and different people in my life. And so honestly, from homeschooling to kind of who I support and who is on my list of people to check in with, I am kind of culling that down to things that feel really good to me and my family. So I'm shamelessly lowering the bar and not apologizing for it. Oh, I love it. So I would like (laughs) to invite everyone else to do the same. Yes. (laughs) So good. It's hard, very uncomfortable. But it's so important and it's really freeing. And that's what we need right now. Like we need a little bit of like liberation from trying to please all the people and be everything to everyone while also trying to take care of ourselves. Well, and I think, I mean, quite honestly, it's really hard work because there are ways, there are people that I want to support more than I have the capacity to. Yes. And so that has been tough to work through. Yeah, that's a really great point that it's not just about saying no to things, people, places, causes that you just don't want to deal with. It's also about making those hard no's where you're like, I value you and everything you're doing. And also I can't show up for you right now. Yeah. Yeah. We had a guy from Amnesty International come to our door the other night in the middle of dinner and he's in his mask and I'm in my mask. And I was like, I so appreciate what you're doing. And also no, like I had just given a whole lot of money that same day to this adoptive family program that we give to every year. And I was like, I can't also do Amnesty International today, but I still totally believe in you. And that's like just kind of a a, a similar situation where I'm like, yeah, I believe in you. And this is amazing. And good luck tonight. And no. (laughs) Yeah. And I think when you frame it like that, you know, it helps you to sleep easier without questioning. Am I just 
giving away all parts of me without also prioritizing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Oh my gosh, Angie, so much goodness. Okay, so I want people to go to shamelessmom.com, click on the episode with Angie Trueblood. You can get access to her website, to her podcast, to her Instagram, and go build a relationship. And you too could be best friends with Angie. <laughs> <laughs> but not like Sarah and I. <laughs> right, right. Very special. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Angie. I so appreciate you. Yes, I appreciate you, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.